right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 123 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy it. If you do, please consider subscribing and putting in a review on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Please, anything you can do would help the promotion of this podcast, please do it. Please consider that. I want to make a quick announcement. We have a listener to the show, Doug Miller. He is a longtime listener of the show, and I should have said this last week, and I completely forgot because it was my first week back, but over the holiday season, Doug had an unfortunate incident in the home, He had a fire in the kitchen that caused a lot of damage. The water that it took to put out the fire caused a lot of damage. And anyway, long story short, his family has put together a GoFundMe page. If this is something your heart desires to contribute to, I am putting the link to his GoFundMe in the description to this podcast. I'm not affiliated with it in any way except for the fact that I know he's a listener and he just needs a little help. And if if you have it in your heart to help him during this time, please consider donating and helping him out today. I have a great episode planned today. We have a special guest and that's coming up really quick. But first, Journey Updates. We are down 2.4 pounds this week. So far for the month of January, we are down 2.4. That gain that we had last week is now gone. Since January 2019 is 157.2 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to 175 pound milestone is 17.8 pounds. And total pounds remaining to get to the 200 pound milestone, 42 pounds. 0.8 pounds. I'm not going to waste any time today. I got a information pack show for you. Without any further delay, let's get started with episode 123. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I have a very special episode planned today with a returning guest from one of my favorite episodes, Allison Fortune, cognitive behavioral therapist. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back. (laughs) <laughs> why don't you tell um, any for anyone who hasn't listened to episode 83 why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself 
Sure. I'm a cognitive behavioral therapist. I've been in practice for 22 years as a therapist. Uh, And for those who are not familiar with cognitive behavioral therapy, it really looks at kind of the here and now and how you're thinking uh, then leads to your feelings and then your behavior and your actions. And it's kind of how we look at retraining the brain with cognitive replacement. I've been over the past it's been like two months now I work on making things consistent in my life over periods of time. Okay. So I am very public with way, the way I do things, the way I post for accountability and all of these things. And I noticed a trend that when I started posting a certain way that people don't like it. (laughs) And I just wanted to talk a little bit about it, but when I post, so right now I'm currently working on, making five workouts a week my normal, right? But my requirements to meet this goal are every week has to be five workouts. Three of them have to be walking outdoors and the other two have to be Leslie Sansone indoor workouts. And that was just the the stipulation I set up for myself. I like the Leslie Sansone workouts. I feel like they're very beneficial. So I wanted to make them a consistent part of my life. And I also wanted to make five workouts a week, a consistent part of my life. So that was two stipulations I set up to work out the thing. So now when I post, if I'm successful with all of these stipulations, I put week one success. If I'm not successful, if I don't meet the, it doesn't matter how I didn't meet it. You know, if I don't meet it, I just put fail. And I noticed that that four letter word fail, Mm. it drums up some feelings in people. And uh, I just want to talk. That's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the word fail. We can get into that and we can get into why, why does it stir up so much in so many people? Okay. Well, I think the biggest reason that it stirs up a lot of emotions in people is because fail comes with a lot of emotions. It comes with anxiety. It comes with anger. And really underneath that, it comes with a lot of shame because when you think, when people think of failure, they think I'm a failure, which is personalization. And it's basically one of the cognitive distortions. It's when you take something and you personalize it, that it then becomes all about you. A kid takes a driving test and they don't pass. Did they fail the test? They did not meet the expectations to obtain a driver's license, but it doesn't mean the kid is a failure. I'm an excellent driver and I didn't pass on the first time, right? Right. So you set up these parameters of, I want to do three outside walks and two Leslie Sansone. Now, if let's say a week happens and it's torrential downpour in Florida and you did three Leslie Sansone and and two outside workouts, you still didn't meet the goal of what you said you were going to meet. So failure is not meeting expectations. I agree wholeheartedly. And, and, and just basically in the stipulation that you used, I would put fail in my post. It, the circumstance does not matter. Well, because the word makes people uncomfortable. Right. Okay. Right. And so people will do anything that they can to avoid feeling uncomfortable. Right. That's why we have emotional eaters or people who excessively drink or use substances to excess. <laughs> Right. When people will do anything to feel to avoid feeling discomfort, 
because discomfort brings upon anxiety, it brings on anger, it brings on feeling uncomfortable, just, <laughs> it just, it just is. And so I think what happens is, is that when somebody sees, and you have a lot of followers, and you have people that follow you on a consistency challenge or accountability things. And so if you write failure, I think a lot of people might not like what you're saying, because then they say, well, if he failed, then I failed, right? Where you're not, I don't, I believe you're not personalizing this. I didn't meet the goal. I didn't meet the expectation. It didn't work. Okay, you can look at that and say, oh, you know what? I had tons of stuff at work. I had things going on. There was things that, you know, for whatever reason, prevented me from meeting the expectation of what I set out. And then you can take it, you could take it a step further. People who are afraid of failure never do anything because they don't want to set goals or intentions because they're afraid of failing. If you went to play darts and you know how that little small circle in the middle is the hundred. Mm -hmm. If you went the first time to play darts and you even got in the 60 or in the 80, you would be ecstatic. But everybody thinks they have to meet it a hundred percent. Yes. Or I'm a failure. I agree. So it becomes, so it, again, it always goes back to the personalization of I failed. I'm a failure. Instead of this didn't work. Okay, let me look at my week. You know what? I have to figure out how to do something different so that I can make it happen. I used to see failure the way other people are seeing failure. And I tried to explain to them, I, I don't even know how I came to my gradual acceptance of failure, but I, maybe it's because of all of the, you know, the um, motivational speakers I listen to and, and everything like that, where they talk about um, you can't have success without failure. If you're inviting success into your life, failure comes with it. And because it's the, it's the failure is what leads you to finally getting it right. And by failing over and over again, like uh, Les Brown says, you'll fail your way to success. When you listen to these guys often enough, you start to make the connection. I had done things the other way, feeling like I'm the failure. I had done that so many times already. And I said, what is it to make it look different? You know, what, what, what do I have to do different to make, to make this change? And I, I can't really pinpoint but I just stopped paying attention to beating myself up. That was the part that was the harmful part. Right. It's yeah. I was going to say when you're beating yourself up for something, you're just wasting your time. Um, guilt and shame have no place in a successful life. Success right. isn't permanent. And I think that's the, the problem that people think like, and this happens a lot with Weight Watchers, like I get to lifetime, right? Or I get to this goal that I want to be at. And then all of a sudden they're afraid to lose it. And then it, it becomes such a head game of guilt, shame, beating yourself up. I think that um, really it's just about setting, it's part of the journey. It's like learning how to be okay with, it's not always going to work. But when you personalize something, when you make it so much about you, it leads to so much emotional chaos that that's why you have binge eating, emotional, you know, let's call it emotional eating or, or these other things that tend to happen because once you feel like a failure, you look for some coping mechanism. And most people that have food issues are going to turn to food 
Right. So it's like this vicious cycle. What what happened first, the chicken or the egg? Instead of saying it's okay. And I remember um, a while back, maybe, I don't even know if it was like a year ago. I remember saying something to you about, this was a personal conversation we had. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know how you take the swings of, you know, you've had like issues with your leg where you gained, had, I guess it's yeah. like lymphedema or the right. swelling in your leg. And all of a sudden you had a six pounds up. And to me, I was like, wow, that's so incredible. And I was very impressed by your ability to handle the swings and to kind of make this rule for yourself that, yeah, if it's three gains in a row, okay, then I need to look at this. But no one or two gains is going to change me. It's going to break me. It's going to do anything. All that would mean after three gains is, okay, here's some information. This is not working. What do I need to do different? And I think that's the same thing with failure. When you don't meet an expectation, you can look at it and say, okay, what do I need to do different? And was it this one week that wasn't working? Or was it, you know, if it's a couple of weeks, you need to look at what do I need to pivot? How do I need to change? Because of the way things are structured, people are geared to believe these are the seven days are going to show up on this day. And when you do everything right, you're set up to fail in that way because it may or may not show up. Right. And And it's a bit again, one week doesn't really tell you anything. Exactly. Well, the consistency challenge that you're talking about where you put either success failure, right? Right. (laughs) Um, It's so interesting, but yes, you can say, okay, that week didn't work. I didn't meet the expectations. I did not make it happen. Right. Or you can say failure. It's the same thing. But when you, words. when you, <laughs> a lot of extra words, but when you zoom out and you look, I've been consistently working at this for the past eight weeks. Right. Okay. So I didn't meet expectations. I mean, I've worked with a lot of um, athletes that, you know, they lose one game and their life is, they're teenagers, but their life is over. They, they're horrible. Um, and it's, I'm a failure. I suck. Right. Where when you look at the whole season, they were shining. Right. But they'll, they'll zoom in on that one thing. And it goes just back to that personalization of I'm a failure, which brings all the uncomfortable feelings. And who did you let down? The weeks that you put failure next to it. How did you feel about it? What were your emotions about what I did was look at, okay, what really, and funny, I only, of the nine weeks or eight weeks that are there now, there are only three of them that say fail. Okay. Every single one of those weeks, I could point to a moment where I decided to procrastinate and I said, oh, I could do this later. If I said that, then almost always something happened where I couldn't do it later. So it's like I had a moment where I could have gotten it done. And I decided to procrastinate for whatever reason. I'd rather do this right now. And uh, so the next week would come and I would be given the opportunity to procrastinate and then I wouldn't take it. You learned something from it. Uh, Yeah. I'm a person who I need to get my workouts done in the morning to say, yeah, yeah, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. It's not going to happen. You're absolutely right. Some circumstance will pop up and it won't work out. Right. And then for other people, they love to work out in the evening. It's, it's, it's all about any time that you fail to meet your expectations. Right. It gives you information to say, okay, 
what do I need to do next time? All right. I know for me, I'm not being fully honest with myself. If I'm like, all right, yeah, you know what? I want to do this now. I'll get that walk in later. You know, it's most likely it's not going to happen. It's funny because just the way you said it is the way I went through it. Right. But what exactly what you said, I didn't meet the requirement. It's not that you gave up and said, that's it. I'm not doing anything. Right. Right. It was the intention. I'm still doing exercise. It's just not going to be exactly what I want it to be. Right. Right. What I, what I had set for. And I also think that when you make a rule that becomes so rigid and I'm, (laughs) I'm in general, a very rigid person. (laughs) um, But when you make rules that become so rigid, it, it, like evokes anxiety to be able to stay within that parameter, right? That all or nothing. Right. So there has to be a gray. Like I think another way to set up your schedule could be, I know I need to get two days in of Leslie Sanzone. I'll see when they happen. That might, you know what I'm saying? That might work better for you. If you have a couple of really fabulous days where there's no humidity and you say, I'd rather be outside. It's okay. It's okay to pivot and change. I mean, there are people who put their food in, in the morning and track everything and will not veer whatever will not. Everything has to be just the way they said, where at the end of the day, there are things that happen that are unexpected. It might be, okay, well, we're all going out for dinner or there's no electricity or the stove's not working or something. You have to be able to also pivot a little bit. And does that mean that it was a failure? Maybe it wasn't exactly how you planned it. Right but you're st- you can still make something happen and be within those parameters. I think it again comes to how someone defines failure. Right. And what what that really is. And also it's it's some people just can't handle certain words. These words have become so polarizing and we've kind of moved into such a political climate that everything has to be so politically correct in the way that you speak yeah. that People are uncomfortable with many words that, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. And it makes me a little crazy to see that happening. When I think of all the words I heard growing up, there are so many that come to my mind instantly that have stuck in my head of instances that happened in school, bullying, all kinds of things. But part of me thinks, I'm not saying it's right to have to go through those things. But what I'm saying is it's because of those things that I am I feel like I am who I am. Right. But what you initially said was that people are, some people are responding to you and having a problem with your choose, your choice of language. Right. Right. right? The word that you decided to use failure, right? It's because they are now personalizing your word. They are. To you, the word means it didn't meet my expectation. Right. But that makes somebody else uncomfortable. And then maybe somebody else needs to look at that and see why the word is so uncomfortable for them. I mean, we wouldn't if if um, we wouldn't have light, we wouldn't have electricity. I think it took them like eight or nine times to figure it out. Maybe more than that. Right. Um, Even, you know, what's his name? Uh, the guy that owned JCPenney. Didn't he go bankrupt uh, six or seven times before he became the big what is it, multi-million dollar, whatever it is, uh, the, the company that it became? Right. I, I'm not sure, but I know that some of the most successful people in the world have failed so many times. And many CEOs want people who are willing to take risks. You can, and If you're not willing to take a risk, you're never going to be successful. You've already failed because you didn't even try. Yes. yes. Right. 
So again, a lot of times people need to look at, okay, if this didn't work, if this was a failure, what do I need to do different? Because the definition, right, of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. If every single week you had a failure, 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 and you're like, I don't know why this isn't working. And I'm like, well, what are you doing different? Right? Right. You're like, well... (laughs) (laughs) well, I got caught up. I got this. I got that. Well, I'd say, all right, I don't care what time you have to be at work. Maybe you need to get up half hour earlier. If you say, if this is what you say you want, I want to incorporate this style of exercise into my daily planning, but then it's never happening. You need to look at it again. That would be the same thing. If you said I was planning to, um, let's say you said to me, I'm going to do my walks on Friday after work. Saturday morning, Sunday morning, but then you felt resentful because you were taking away so much time from your family. I mean, it's not that much time, but let's just say it it coincided with other things that you wanted to do. And we figured out, oh, it's not good to have your entire weekend all exercise if it takes up so much time. And then you're feeling like you're missing things. Like you have to figure out why something is working and why it's not. Right. Now we've talked a lot about you know, what is the cause of it? And we talked a little bit about what needs to happen so it all works, right? What could someone do to change their perception of this word? How could they begin? Yeah, um, that's a good question. And I think a lot of it first is recognizing that just because something didn't work or it failed doesn't mean that they're a failure. You know, I've seen so many posts on Connect where people are like, having a really hard time. I can't get I can't get on the right track. I'm a failure. I don't know why this can't happen for me. You know, I lost my weight, I gained it all back. I lost my weight, I gained it all back. And it's that they're stuck in this cycle. It's like a hamster on a wheel of anxiety, shame, guilt. And every time they make a mistake, they think it's the end of the world instead of saying, that was one small thing. This was one day. Like somebody, if you were driving in a car and you're driving and you realize you're going in the wrong direction, you don't say, that's it. I'm just going to keep going this way. Right. (laughs) Um, Like you figure it out and you turn around, you're like, you course correct. And I think when somebody, and for some people it's, let's say they go out to lunch and then all of a sudden they're off plan. And then it's like, they get the efforts and it's all right, well forget about dinner. Oh, I'm just going to have snacks. I already screwed up. And that turns to I'll start Monday. <laughs> it, yes, it does turn to I'll start Monday or I've had, you know, I've heard people who say, well, you know, Thanksgiving was really rough. I'm just going into Christmas. There's all of these things, reasons why once they, once somebody messes up in their mind, that it just snowballs. And that's, I think, the biggest thing to look at. There's no one mistake, no one failure, no one fail to meet expectation or not meeting a goal is the end of anything. But, you, but when you personalize it and you feel like a failure, you say, what's the point? I'll just start Monday. Yeah. yeah. Well, the difference between eating out on Friday night and maybe having a couple of extra drinks and deciding to have dessert and then just going crazy on Saturday and Sunday and then saying I'll start Monday, that's a huge difference. One meal to days is, is huge. 
That's the difference between maybe not gaining and going in the opposite direction. Right. Or even just, even if you, you corrected the rest of the week, you know, if you, if you messed up on that lunch and then immediately that dinner goes back to whatever was planned and the rest of the week finishes off, you never even know. You may just break up even at the end of it. On right. Wednesday. right. Again, it, it comes into this thing of, of like this, it's called black or white or polarized thinking. It's I'm all good or I'm all bad. I'm all in or I'm all out. And these are these extremes where when you are able to live in the gray and figure out what's the day to day, it's m- much easier to turn it around and not have one, because if you're going to define yourself by every mistake you make, You'll be a miserable person. I agree. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, 
I choose to believe that I am enough. And we are back. Would you say at any given point that you struggled with this, where this is something that was a struggle for you? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely, I would definitely say in my younger years, yes. Um, I was a very extreme person. I was all in or all out. Most of my life, I was always all in. Um, so that was very, very controlled, everything I did. Um, and I would say that when I joined Weight Watchers, um, and my mother's been with Weight Watchers since I think, I think she was pregnant with my brother. So she's been since 19, I think 76, um, some, somewhere around there. Um, so I grew up having a Weight Watchers mother and it did not avoid having food issues. Um, probably the other way, it was very extreme controlling and always trying, no matter how thin I was, it was never thin enough. And then um, I would say, uh, I don't remember what year it was. 2019 is when I started gaining weight with hormonal issues as, as changes happen for us lucky women. Uh, I tried many different things and couldn't figure out what was going on. And I just said, all right, let me give Weight Watchers a try. Did it before. I took it off with both children. Um, and I think it was, it just, I found it to be, um, easy. Like I almost didn't have to think like it took the, some of the thinking out of it. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, that same um, feeling happened to me. That exact same feeling happened to me. Yeah. It was a lot of the thinking. It was no more like struggling, like, all right. I mean, when I started it, I think it was green at the time. It was like, there was 30 points and that was $30 and I have $30 to spend and that's what I'll spend. And I remember also you know, having, having been a therapist for so many years, like, and understanding that polarized thinking and the black and white thinking, my natural propensity would be, oh, they give you 30. If I only use 20, I'll hopefully take the weight off faster. <laughs> and I, I, you know, so I said to myself, nope, whatever you do, do something that you can do for life. So if 30 is what they're saying and 30 is like normal or rational for points, that's what I was going to use. And so I really made sure that I didn't do anything or cut things out that I wasn't willing to, to do long term, if that makes sense. It was almost kind of like having um, a maintenance mindset. Like my mindset was I want to take off the 30 couple of pounds that I put on and I, wa I want to take it off, but I want to keep it off. I don't want to ever have to deal with this again. It was really uncomfortable in my own skin. So by not um, making extreme changes, by making subtle by changes. Not, yes. It was gotcha. all subtle changes. And again, anytime the plan has changed, and that's like a whole nother can of worms we get into, <laughs> but anytime the plan has changed, it was never so extreme because you have a framework of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. They take rice away or whatever it was away. Like you still have those points, figure out how to make it worth. Nothing is so extreme. And I think that's, I think that's what causes a lot of anxiety. I think and that panic. The people that struggle the most when the plan changes, a lot of them, I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them are still trying to fit their old life into their new life. So like, for instance, there were a lot of things that made me 
460 pounds to begin with, then 403 pounds later. Uh, There are a lot of behaviors. There are a lot of types of food that I enjoyed. Now, instead of the one thing I didn't do the second time, so the first time when I was 460 and I dropped to 277, my approach was how do I still eat all of those things that I loved and it's still now that I'm 277. And eventually that got me back to 403. Because your mindset never changed. Right. Right. And you just weren't able to use the food in the way you were able to use it. But the mindset didn't change. Like if if you had worked on the mindset of how do I keep this off? I when I look back on that moment in my head, I'm thinking part of the reason that failed is because I enjoyed those foods too much. Right. And and, okay. and so instead of like so and that's why when I joined back in twenty nineteen I said, now I'm going to find whatever they think is healthy. I'm going to find foods that I like in this range. And that way, my life is filled with these foods. And whenever I want to jump to that, you know, if I want to have one of these things I used to like, it'll be, you know, here and there. And, but I'll have this library I created that of all the foods that are WW friendly that I enjoy. And that's my, my first three, four, five months, whatever it was, I went through like, oh, what do you think is a good cottage cheese? Asking somebody in the room. And they'll say, oh, this one's a great one. It's low on points. And I would go taste that one. Ah, don't really like this one. And then we, I would keep experimenting. And all of a sudden, found a cottage cheese I love. And the same thing with yogurt and all these things. And it, it, when I did that, I literally have been able to take it, that library, to every plan change. And, and right. if if there's a point different here and there, it, it's almost no different. Right. So again, if you're trying to fit your old lifestyle into a new lifestyle, it's pretty. It's it can be challenging. And I guess the truth of the matter is, is that I don't know. I think about it. We have one body, and what you put into it, I think, is important in terms of. You know, there's nothing wrong with liking a cookie or this or that. A a sleeve of cookies is not good for anybody. I agree. I mean, (laughs) listen, everybody has to make choices that fit their lifestyle. I really have focused for the past five years on really only eating whole foods. There's a couple things that I eat that are processed or have more than a couple ingredients. But I would say they are less than 10% of my diet of, of what I take in because as you get older you want you think about wow I really want to be here a long time (laughs) I want I want to watch my kids get married I want to you know so there comes this this shift of you know food is to keep you alive like you can't live to eat and I think um and 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 it's very it's a social thing but and so it's definitely harder to go out to eat I'm not going to take that away from anybody. Um, But it's also not that healthy to eat out all the time. People have to make their own choices. And if that's something that you are going to do, you can certainly lean on good, healthy food on the days that you plan on going out (laughs) for breakfast and lunch. And I I also think if people started looking at it as a perspective of the, the week, right? So you're, if the points reset every week, right? Right. If you do really well, on Tuesday, but really bad on Saturday, 
you you kind of get an even out, right? I mean, it's it's not, and I'm not saying you should aim for that, but I'm saying that if if things just don't go your way, listen, you know, you just pick up, keep going, and hope for the best. You know, that's that's at least my approach to anything that's unexpected. I don't have many instances that are unexpected. Maybe I just live too much of a regimented life, but, uh, I don't, <laughs> join the club. I, I mean, I walk into situations and I'm presented with, Oh, you know, have a cup of coffee with us. This, this, and that. And I'll almost always cup of coffee. I can make zero points or as close to zero as possible. If there's stuff on the table and I didn't plan to eat it, I'll skip it. And, and because okay. these are the times where I feel like, it's easy to say yes. It's much harder to say no. And when you can say no in situations like this, if you once or twice say yes, it's not a big deal because you've said no so many times. But if, if any time you're presented with a situation where you go somewhere and there's unexpected food available and you say yes every time, I think part of that plays into this whole idea of I'm a failure. If you're unable to say no every single time you're presented with this. What happens is, is also if you tell yourself, I'm going to do this and then you consistently don't do it. It's like you don't start, you start to not trust yourself. That is probably the bigger problem. So it's kind of like when you're not trusting yourself that you believe you can lie to yourself and it becomes this whole cycle of, I'll just start Monday. There's a difference between, and I think people get confused with this a lot of times because I see people say this to each other all the time, like, give yourself grace, give yourself grace. I'm the first person who says guilt and shame serve no purpose. Do not beat yourself up. But my my next statement is going to be, what are you willing to do different so you're not in this same situation? If you know that you <clears throat> work in an office, or you work in a school where there's constantly cookies or baked goods or this or that, if you have it once, does it snowball and mean you're having it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or it's just Thursday, Friday? You know, you have to look at that and then maybe plan ahead and say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to allow myself on Fridays, you know, in the lunchroom to have this cookie and put it in. Like instead of lying to yourself saying, I'm not going to do that. And then you somehow had a snacks in, right? (laughs) I love that word. I think it's so funny. I I learned that. I learned that on Weight Watchers. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that it's, it's okay. There's no need to beat yourself up. But, but if you give you, if you have to, if you need to look at yourself and say, if you have to give yourself grace all the time or multiple times a week, you need to look and see what do I need to change? It's the step after that you give yourself the grace. That's the important part. Not this, not actually giving yourself the grace. Giving yourself the grace is just the first step, right? Then what you do after that, if you are one who wants to forget everything, you're bound to make the mistake again. If you analyze what you did and how can I avoid it next time, you might, Make the mistake 10 more times, but eventually you're going to keep analyzing and you're going to keep figuring out, okay, this solution didn't work. Let's try this. That solution didn't work. Let's try that. And eventually you'll succeed. It'll be the one time and, and that'll be the method you do every time and almost you'll succeed 90, 90% of the time rather than fail 99% of the time. And also, um, 
The other piece of it too, I think, is our attachment to things. And we've had a conversation about this before, but um, if you're so attached to any one thing or any one food, it's controlling you and you're not controlling it and you have an unhealthy relationship with it. Like if you, I'm not talking about you like the same brand of yogurt, you eat that yogurt. But if there's, you know, and again, you know, maybe your grandma made a certain cookie and now your mother makes it and you like to have it on the holidays. It's very different than having to, you know, I need to have a sleeve of Oreos every day, or I need to have this. When when it's a need and it pulls you and you don't feel that you have control, it's that's when you need to look that the relationship is dysfunctional. And there was definitely, I think the biggest food that I always had an issue with was peanut butter. Like that was, I don't know, from birth, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's interesting. But when I, when I joined Weight Watchers, um, I just said, you know, I, I, I have an unhealthy relationship with this and I'm just going to break up. I'm not going to have you. And I went for a long time without having it. And then um, I found the PB fit with the, uh, I forget it's the sugar-free maple syrup or something you mix in it and, it. and it came out really good and I liked it. But then when I noticed that I was using it more than I was comfortable using it, and it's not that I didn't have the points for it, but it was the, the idea that oh, I have to have this. Or, you know, there was a feeling, it was like a recognition of this is not okay because it's too much. And that's when I pulled back and I said, so now I'm, I'm a big believer in not having the same things every day. And that's for me. That's what works for me. Because I know I can get into the pattern of being like a robot who would eat the same breakfast, the same lunch, the same dinner. Um, and it's, it's really not healthy for your, you know, getting into another subject, but it's not, it's not healthy for your whole microbiome and your gut flora and all these other things. So it's important to have variety and to have a lot of healthy things. But when something is controlling you to the point where it controls you, where you feel so attached to something, you need to see what does it feel like when I don't have it. And uncomfortable feelings come up because you want it like a toddler. Your right. toddler brain will always win. <laughs> I agree. Well, uh, Allison, this has been another another episode that I am going to love probably for the rest of my life. Uh, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Ah, um, oh, my pleasure. Okay, Allison, here's what I want. For anybody out there that has failed so many times out there and they're hearing the sound of your voice right now and they're about to quit, I want you to take just a minute or a minute or two, whatever you want, speak from the heart to that person. I would say to the person who's failed so many times and is ready to quit, what if it's this time that it works? Right? That you never know. You need to look and see what what am I willing to do different? What are some of the very small changes I need to make to go in the right direction? I would tell that person to follow winners, follow people who are successful. Follow people that lift you up, that make you feel better about yourself. And to really start to look at how many people in my life make me feel bad. And are those people that when it comes to my own weight loss journey that I can't speak to this about them. Because I think people come to the table with all different uh, opinions and we all have them. 
But I would say don't give up on yourself because if you do, other people will give up on you. You know, 98, 99% of us will never make it to our weight loss goals. But it's not because of failure. You see, most people won't make it because of giving up. But it's not the failure that stops us. It's that most of us stop at our first failure. But the one or two percent that succeed, they can fail 10 times. They can fail a hundred times. They can even fail a thousand times. They will fail over and over as many times as it takes. Because inside, deep down inside, it doesn't matter. Because just like Allison said earlier in the episode, success is temporary. Well, failure is just as temporary as success. And just the same as having to work through failure to achieve success, you have to work even harder to keep the success you achieve. And the one thing that is permanent above above all of it is giving up. So tell me, are you giving up today? Are you giving up on yourself today? If you're thinking about it, I will say this to you. Just don't give up for another 24 hours. That's it. Another 24 hours. 24 hours from now, you could do whatever you want. But just don't give up for another 24 hours. You know, in past episodes, I've told you that all human emotions are parented by just two emotions. And those emotions are either love or fear. And with that being said, I will tell you this. Regardless of how you're feeling right now, you have to love the possibility of success more than your fear of failing. Failing doesn't make you a failure. But giving up makes you a failure. So tell me, are you giving up or are you simply just failing your way to success? All you need to do when you fail, you assess, you make adjustments, you move forward. You fail, you assess, you make adjustments, you move forward. You fail again, you assess, you make adjustments and you move forward and you keep doing this over and over and over again until the one time you fail, assess, make adjustments, move forward and succeed. Success at all costs. Love the success more than you fear the failure. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.